Hey, we're digital content creators who met online. I was using TikTok as an escape from my soul-sucking corporate sales job. And I was using it to share my art and talk all things self-employment when I found Marissa. And then I went viral for the first time, which was my open door to exploring self-employment as a digital content creator, which happened to be the major reason I was drawn to Danielle in the first place. We started bonding over my story of being a graphic designer who left the corporate world four years ago to pursue a lifestyle where I took my success as a designer and blended it with my free spirit to run my very own kick-ass business. So with our mutual focus on mindset and knowing that I was about to leave my nine to five, we started having conversations about my plan moving forward. My business coach told me to interview a few people who I thought could be my target audience. So of course I asked Danielle. And in typical Danielle fashion, I hijacked the conversation and asked Marissa to be my co-host instead. Clearly, I didn't say no. So this is now our podcast, Her Messy Bun, where we chat about all things mindset, confidence, and business essentials for all of our self-employed lady friends. And where you can tune in to all of our not-so-private conversations. So throw up your messy bun, because Because shit's shit's about about to to get get real. Hello, our friends. (laughs) This is what happens when Marissa does the intro. Welcome back to Her Messy Bun. I'm Marissa. And I'm Danielle. (laughs) And today we are talking all things imposter syndrome, which I talk about pretty much every day on my account. And we all know Danielle does not feel at all because she's perfect. (laughs) Um, Don't you love when I do the intro? Oh my God, me too. We're going to talk about all things imposter syndrome, what it is, why you're feeling it, and how it's holding you back in your life and your business. And then most importantly, we're going to share how we manage the feeling and take steps to get rid of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what is imposter syndrome? The best one, the best definition that I could find on the internet was that it's when you doubt your abilities and feel like a fraud and it disproportionately affects high achieving people, which is pretty interesting. And they find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. So this is essentially when you're questioning whether you're actually deserving of those accolades, which I feel all the time, I don't know. And- Does that mean I'm not high achieving? (laughs) I'm not high achieving people? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you said it, not me, just saying. (laughs) But, Yeah, so imposter syndrome really is based. It's rooted in perfectionism. So I'm going to read one of my favorite quotes about perfectionism of all time from Queen Brene Brown. Um, Mm. And it goes as follows. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. It's a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the thing that really is preventing us from taking flight. That shit gives me goosebumps. It's so good. So, essentially, the people who do feel imposter syndrome are probably people who also have perfectionism. Um, Which is so weird because I also have perfectionism. I just... mm -hmm. I don't know how to like combat that though in comparison Mm -hmm. to I completely can see how like the two go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that I've never experienced imposter syndrome but I think maybe I just have the right guards to protect myself from it. Yeah you probably do like a lot of the tips that we're going to share 
I think you probably already do, which is why you don't feel this way. Probably. Yeah. So there's another quote that I want to read off really quick. Um, it's from somebody named Mastin Kip. Um, Perfectionism is a dream killer because it's just fear disguised as trying to do your best. So mm -hmm. perfectionism, you know, imposter syndrome rooted in perfectionism. Perfectionism is rooted in fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, things like that. Yeah. Which it's your own fear, by the way. Like no one else is looking at you being like, wow, you look stupid for doing that. That's like your own fear and potentially insecurities of the act that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as far as, I mean, my opinion is concerned, the, the feeling of imposter syndrome when it comes up isn't a reason not to do something. Kind of mm -hmm. like you just said, it's, it's not like the world is telling you not to do something. It's all in your head. So personally, when I do get that feeling, that's my indicator to actually do that thing because you can't grow unless you're put in uncomfortable situations. So I have learned to take that feeling and use it as an indication to actually go ahead and do the thing because the things that don't scare me or freak me out aren't going to progress me forward in any way. So I almost chase that feeling because ultimately I know that by doing that, I'm going to grow in some way. One of my favorite quotes, and I honestly don't know who it's by. I've tried to find the original um, author to the quote, but it goes, people romanticize the plans, but dread the execution and the magic that you're looking for is in the work that you're avoiding. So the the dreading of the execution comes from imposter syndrome and um, procrastination and all the other good stuff. But I truly believe that people that feel imposter syndrome romanticize the idea of getting stuff done and accomplishing the goal, but really dread the execution because it's like, I'm not good enough to achieve this. I'm not good enough to finish this. I'm not imposter, imposter, imposter. And, um, I think that it's an amazing quote, especially for self-awareness when mm -hmm. you are trying to achieve something. So again, it's people romanticize the plans, but dread the execution and the magic that you're looking for is in the work that you're avoiding. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it all is woven together. I mean, imposter syndrome, procrastination, perfectionism, overthinking. I just posted about overthinking yesterday. Mm -hmm when I feel it the most, it's because I'm thinking about it instead of just doing yeah. it. So it's, that's such a good one. Um, and it kind of, this is slightly unrelated, but there's a quote that I really love and I, I'm butchering it and I don't know who it's by, but you should never save a creative idea for later. You should always act on it immediately. One, because mm -hmm. you're probably never going to do it if you save it for later. And two, because you're going to probably think your way out of it or talk yourself out of it if you don't just right. do it. Yeah. And, um, I know what you're talking about. It goes on to say that, um, the universe or the mm -hmm. higher being that you believe in is showing you this idea and get offering this idea for you. And because ideas have energy, it's finding you at the right moment that you also have that energy and it's like, you can do this. So when an idea finds you, it's because you guys are meant for each other. And if you don't take action on that idea, that idea still 
has energy and needs to be um, activated. And so it'll go to the next person and they'll use that idea. And then you'll never end up using that idea. It's pretty, it's a really cool concept that like ideas have energy in life. Have you read Big Magic by, um, it's something Gilbert, her name starts with an M. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I think I might've heard it from your list of books that you need to read. Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, it's essentially like helping you live creatively um, and that like creativity is all inside of us. It should be expressed and it's not a selfish thing to harness your creativity. And she actually tells a story about an idea for a book she had about this woman who goes to Africa and does this thing, like this very specific thing. And she has a family member who's doing this other thing. And she kept putting this idea off for years and years and years until one day she went to a conference and met this woman and connected with her immediately. And they shared like a cheek kiss or something. And then she said that that idea just was no longer in her head. And that this, you know, this novel concept that she has been thinking about and thinking about and thinking about for years was gone. And then a year later, that woman that she kissed on the cheek released a book about a woman who goes to Africa and does this thing and who has a specific family member who does this. And like the similarities are ridiculous Mm -hmm. and yeah, we're getting way off topic, but not really because imposter syndrome can, you know, lead to all you that. Do, it yeah, leads exactly. you to losing your ideas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And losing your creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a good book though. Um, I wrote it down so I can remember to read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we know what it is. We know how it's affecting you, but how can we actually start fighting it? So if this is kind of new to you and you don't know when it shows up, like for example, I know that when it shows up, it means that I'm just nervous to fail and that I should do something. So for those of you who haven't really started the awareness of this, start tracking it. When does your imposter syndrome show up? What are the patterns? Is it coming from a place of perfectionism, fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, fear of um, upsetting the people around you? What is the underlying theme here? And then once you kind of figure that out, you can start to reaffirm all the things that we know for sure. So we'll kind mm-hmm. of go through the list of all the things that we know for sure that you can use as an affirmation in the moment when you're feeling it. So the first one, your self-worth does not depend on your productivity, on your outcome, on your success or failure. It just doesn't. So nothing about you as a person will be changed based on anything you try to do and fail at or Mm -hmm. anything like that. The next one is everyone starts out being really bad at the thing they eventually are good at. And I think that one goes into like practice makes perfect, um, which I'm not the biggest fan of that quote as um, for the mere fact that like, if you are practicing over and over and over and over again, and you still don't feel quote unquote perfect it's because the word perfect is just it's um it's it's not there's real no, yeah it's not real there's no definition to per- perfectionism there's no perfect anything mm-hmm. so you have to define what perfect looks like to you or what success looks like to you and practice until you get to that point because we're all bad at everything until we're good at it and like even when there's somebody that's like, oh, they're so, they're such a natural at everything they do. 
it's most likely because everything they do leads to the practice it like has like underlying practices of all the same things and so like athletic people are just naturally athletic no it's because they've practiced in one sport and then it just bleeds into the other sports not saying that every football player could play baseball by any means but like it's the example of like having the ability and the stamina and like the strength to be able to do something Mm -hmm. same goes for small businesses artists or brands um the more that you practice in different aspects the better you will be or more confident you will be in other things yeah and that bleeds right into the next one which is if you don't try you're never actually going to get to where you want to go so Mm -hmm. everyone starts out being bad but you know comma rest of that sentence is but if you don't try you're never gonna accomplish anything. So yeah, that always gets me off my ass is just thinking, okay, well, if you don't do this thing, where are you gonna be in a month? You're gonna be in the same spot you're in now. Yeah, um, I do have a quote. I mean, this is just really a quotes episode, so I'm gonna <laughs> share another one. I have a quote that I always share, and again, no clue who the originator is, but to ask yourself, does this, is this going to help me um, create the life I'm trying to create or build the life I'm trying to create? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. And like what you said, you'll never get to where you want to go. Well, if you're trying to get to where you want to go, constantly ask yourself, is writing in my journal going to get me there? Yes. Is sitting on my bed and scrolling through TikTok going to get me there? No. Is sitting on my bed and editing the videos I have in my draft going to get me there? Yes. Like Mm -hmm. constantly ask yourself, I think, um, and atomic habits, they have, they call it like the point and shoot or like the point where like you point out and verbally point out what it is you're doing to ask yourself, like, is this going to get me there? Yeah. I've tried four different email services and nothing compares to the beauty and the ability that comes with using Flowdesk. Start and grow your email list today with Flowdesk. Start your free 30-day trial and lock in with a 50% off your monthly subscription when you click the link in our show notes. Calling all small businesses. Are you on the hunt for better photography and listing images? Look no further than Jazzy Fresh Photography. With over 10 years of experience working with high fashion and name brand products, Jazzy Fresh Photography is your go-to girl to help take your business to the next level. As a female entrepreneur herself, she's devoted to helping other women whether that's making them feel beautiful for professional headshots, taking their engagement and or wedding photos, or teaming up and building out their photo inventory for their social media and websites. Check her out at www.jazzyfresh.com for all your photography needs, and be sure to mention her Messy Bun podcast. Which then leads into the, um, the statement that nobody's actually paying attention to you. I like, yeah, I have a video I made this morning in my drafts and it's literally like, I hate to break it to you, but nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody knows that your failure is your failure. Only you know that it's your failure. No one gives a shit. No one cares. No. Seriously. Mm-hmm. No one and is the watching. People, right. And the people that do care only care because they recognize those same failures in themselves. And so they're really, they're still not paying attention to you. They're projecting, they're trying to, <laughs> yeah, projecting and reflecting what they feel about themselves. So really at the end of the day, no one really cares about you. They only care about themselves. So 
understand like nobody's paying attention to you and the yeah. way that you pay the attention to you. Yeah. No. And that being said, like people who are paying attention are seeing you go for it. They're watching mm-hmm. you try things and you're inspiring them. But like right. no one knows that you feel unworthy to do what you're doing and no one's going to think you look dumb. Like nobody, I promise. Right. And if they do screw them, you don't want them in your life anyways. And they're right. probably just miserable people. <laughs> I was on a dual live and I pointed out a painting that I did that totally messed up and is a quote unquote failure to me. The lines became too thick. And I think it just looks really funny because the image I had in my brain of what it should look like does not reflect what I actually did. Mm-hmm. And in that dual live, I showed it to the girl and I started laughing and she was like, why are you laughing? That looks so good. And I was like, oh, she can't see what I've right. been envisioning in my head. Yep. So to her, yeah, that does look good. My mm-hmm. quote unquote failure is a success in her mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And kind of the last thing that you can say to yourself when you're feeling these emotions of imposter syndrome is that the remedy to imposter syndrome is more often than not confidence in that thing. So confidence beats imposter syndrome and you can't gain confidence without starting, trying, failing, trying again, failing again, trying again, and then eventually landing in a groove where you feel like you know what you're doing and you're feeling confident and then eventually you succeed. So Mm -hmm. long story short, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, doing is the answer. You have to take messy action, start before you feel ready to start, which is like just applies to literally everything. But it's so prevalent here is that doing outweighs all of the feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. Um, and if you are an OG Hermesy One listener or you've been paying attention to the website, you know that um, the two quotes that we use on the website or that I use on the website and the two quotes I used to use, the major quote I used to use in the first season before Marissa joined is you have to grow your confidence in order to walk through life more productively. And that goes hand in hand. You have to fight through imposter syndrome and be confident enough to be productive enough. Mm-hmm. The more you know, the more you're capable. Yep. And then the second quote is um, get bold, brave, and paid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If you're not bold, you aren't going to start or accomplish anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so before we head into your experience with imposter syndrome, I'm just going to tack on a quote that kind of goes along the lines of having to do things to um, get that feeling to go away. Um, If you don't think you deserve the job, apply for it anyway. If you don't think your video is good enough, post it anyway. If you don't think they'll reply to your email, send it anyway. Do not Mm self-reject. Give give the universe and the people in your life a chance to accept you. Don't assume that they're going to reject you because they probably won't. Oh, I just realized I have imposter syndrome about that thing we talked about earlier. Based off this quote, I was like, oh, so um, (laughs) a brand reached out to me and I replied and like they had liked my comment that I replied back with, but then they didn't reply. And I was like, oh, they're probably not going to reply back. Like that's a form of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. That's but funny. like to me, I'm like, I like laugh it off. Cause I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 So one thing that Marissa has pointed out to me throughout all this is um, she thinks that I don't feel imposter syndrome 
um, nearly as often as the average person does or the high achiever does <laughs> uh, is because I'm a doer. Um, there have been so many times where we're FaceTiming and like uh, body doubling or doing like a, a focus group. And she's just like, I like will tell her, oh, I just came up with this idea. And then like 35 minutes later, she's like, oh, what are you working on? And I'm like, the idea I just came up with. And she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't never realized like that I did that where I like come up with an idea and I take action right away. If I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so she always says like, you're Danielle, you're such a doer. Like anytime you're like, oh, I want to do this, you do it. And whether it fails, quote unquote fails or not, you still did it. And like, you still tried it. Um, and I think that part of the reason why I do that is because I know enough about my brand. I'm very confident in my brand and I'm very confident in myself and the abilities that I have um, to be able to take a concept, an idea concept and like turn it into a tangible thing that you can either print out or search or create. As a graphic designer, it's really easy for me to create something because I've had so many years of experience of creating it. I have confirmation that I'm good at creating. So if I come up with an idea that I want to create, I just do it. And I've not, I don't second guess if I'll be able to, if I um, can do it, if when I should do it, I just am like, oh, I really wanna do this and I have time right now, let's do it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that also comes with, aside from like years of practice and doing it, um, the processes that I've put into play of like my intuitive calendar that helps me like stay grounded and focused on a specific task um, category for that day. And also with morning pages, mm -hmm. like three years ago, I mean, four years ago, if you would have asked me if I did this, I don't know if I necessarily did it as well as I do it now. Um, and then I found morning pages and it was just like, I would end up writing step-by-step -step processes of how I can achieve something that I just thought about in that, in that moment of journaling. And then I would come up with the idea and come up with a process of how to do it. And because I've done that so often in my journaling practices, I can actually do that and be aware and process my thoughts in real life, in real time. And that's pretty cool. Okay, should we get into our messy bun moment? All right, you go first. Yeah. All right, so in episode, I believe it was, believe, I believe it was 214, where we say, um, focus on what you're already doing and if you're feeling stuck. Yes, 214, um, we talk about what to do when you're feeling stuck or when you're in a rut. And I don't, I'm not necessarily, or I wasn't necessarily in a rut, but I am a journal addict. Like I just talked about I'm morning page all the time, but I'm also a agenda addict. So like I buy calendar books, monthly calendar books and um, weekly agendas all the time. And I've promised myself when I bought this last one, cause it's like a empty, an undated one that I would finish this one. And I was at the store, couldn't find one that I needed because I ran out of months. And um, I was like, oh, I definitely need a new agenda book. And then nothing, like n nothing seemed right for me there. And so then I came back, we recorded this, we did this episode 
And I uh, decided like, you know what? I listened to our own episode. We listen to our podcast all the time, but I listened to that episode and was like, I just like need to stick to what I'm doing. And I took my, I took our advice from it and I am continuing this one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna scratch the itch of getting a new one. And I've actually found new processes within this journal without a monthly calendar. So that's my Hermes event moment. It's tedious, but it's, it's me. All right. So my messy bun moment is that it's in September of last year, I was reached out to by the Drew Barrymore show, which was like mind blowing and ridiculous because it was when I was brand new to TikTok, and they wanted me to do a segment for them called motivational minute. They wanted to use some of my videos and because of the copyrighted music, I ended up having to refilm like five of them. So I gave them original content for the Drew Barrymore show. And after that, I never heard back. Well, I didn't not hear back, but <laughs> I, you know, it never ended up on TV. So I was just, you know, this whole time I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. If it, if it comes on, it comes on, but probably not, whatever. Um, so last week or a couple days ago, I think I got an email from the girl, the PA that I was working with. And she said, Hey, you're getting aired. And it was supposed to be for April 30th, which is tomorrow from when we're filming it. But she um, sent me an email this morning saying it's pushed to May 20th. So that's my messy bun moment that something from September is happening now, which is pretty cool. Um, and whenever you're listening to this, I am going to be on the Drew Barrymore show on May 20th. So yeah. So in a week from 10 days after this, this episode airs, yeah. So keep an eye out and we'll, yeah. we'll just see. I'm going to try not to cringe the whole time because we all know how we feel about our old content. And at this point, <laughs> that piece of content is like, what, eight months old. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. We'll see how I feel about it, but it's a pretty cool thing. So looking forward to it. Um, can I add something <laughs> to the Hermesi fun moment? Cause <laughs> <laughs> what? So last week, Marissa um, got a package from We're Not Really Strangers, mm -hmm. and she like posts all about it, but I shared your post right before we came on and was like, when your co-host gets a really cool package from We're Not Really Strangers, you share their post. And they just replied back to my story, and they're like, ah, oh, we hope you love it. What? Yeah. And they like, didn't comment on mine. <laughs> what the heck yeah look <sighs> what the heck those they probably did comment on yours just kidding <laughs> just kidding love you sponsor me that's so funny yeah i'll have to repost it or something and be like hey acknowledge me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they sent um, me they sent me a couple hoodies and a bunch of their products and stuff so it was pretty cool i uploaded the yeah. unboxing on my tiktok for anybody who hasn't seen it Oh, so good. <laughs> so, all right, you guys, thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of Her Messy Bun. And as always, if you have any comments that you'd like to share, if you want to send in a testimonial about how Her Messy Bun podcast has helped you overcome or achieve any obstacles in your small business or brand or just in life. We know we have a few listeners on here that um, don't have a small business and don't have a brand, but they just truly enjoy hanging out with us every week. We really appreciate it. So go ahead and email us at hermessybun at gmail.com. 
Oh, I just killed a bug. On that note, on that note, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. See you on TikTok. <laughs> Talk to you in next week's episode. <laughs> Bye.